And welcome to That Horrorcast. I'm Mallory Smart. And I'm Dimitri Samarov. On today's episode, we'll be discussing John Carpenter's 1980 supernatural horror film, The Fog. Against the backdrop of a spine-chilling story of drowned mariners and a 100-year-old shipwreck lying in the bottom of the sea, the peaceful coastal town of Antonio Bay, California, is making preparations to celebrate its centennial. However, as strange supernatural occurrences blemish the festivities, a dense fog starts to shroud the seaside town, leading to unaccountable disappearances. A century ago, a hideous crime was committed by the town's elders. Now the restless dead have returned for revenge. Is there something evil lurking in the fog? Now, unsurprisingly, The Fog failed to live up to the critical success of John Carpenter's prior film, Halloween. Despite its stunning visuals and praise for the acting by its star-studded cast of Jamie Lee Curtis, Janet Leigh, Hal Holbrook, and Tom Atkins, the film still received mixed reviews. Today, however, the film has established a cult following. All right. The Fog. Yes. I'm gathering you did not like it. I I was baffled by it. I, I had no memory of seeing it. Uh, you know, th- this was an episode you could have done with, with the, your our, our good pal Scout Tafoya. He would go on and on about all the beautiful images. And how it's one of the more overlooked movies especially of yeah. John Carpenter's yeah because yeah it, it, this is a perfect candidate for that whatever unloved and shouldn't be loved series or whatever he calls them <laughs> it shouldn't be looked upon ever again <laughs> uh, yeah we're like I, I noticed this is our like I think this is our third Carpenter third or fourth We yeah we're he, I guess he's our favorite now the reason I picked this one is because yeah. I originally wanted to do Halloween, and then I remembered that we did like we a did Halloween. Halloween, not just like Halloween, like we did like a Halloween fest of an episode. There were like several people on it with us. I think Duncan and Dave were on it with us. It was kind of chaos. Right, I know we I know we did Halloween, and we did, you know, his what I think is his best movie, the the thing. You know, Ooh, that's gonna be at Logan Theater. Oh, is it? Yeah, November cool. something. We're going to go that, see that. that. That's a great movie, the thing, but I don't think The Fog is a great movie. Did What did you think of it? Did you love it? No, I didn't love it, but it was one of the ones that I thought, well, I really wanted to talk about a Jamie Lee Curtis movie. I wanted to talk about a John Carpenter movie. Mm-hmm. This is what we have left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess yeah, the options are limited. Jamie Lee Curtis and ha- has her mom in it too. That's that that was a weird little thing. I thought that one was definitely a fascinating thing because, God, I did not recognize Janet Lee at first. Yeah, yeah, well, she, yeah. She's pretty old by then. It is interesting, obviously, when you look back. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis has not aged at all in the same way that her mother did. No. No, very different. Um. But then again, I just watched Halloween 2018, so. Mm. Not that I haven't seen that before, but whatever. But no, (laughs) I was going to comment on all the main points 
that I noticed, and then we can totally shit talk Go for or it. discuss it. Okay. Go for One, it. I totally, the first time I saw it, missed the John Carpenter cameo in the beginning. I miss, wh- where is he? I missed it. I, He's I don't remember the guy what looks like. who's, uh, it's a uncredited cameo, but he's the guy who's asking the priest to get paid in the beginning. Oh, that's him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, Hal Holbrook. Yeah. Hal Holbrook's a great actor. There's lots of great actors in this movie. That was going to be another one I commented on. Um, I thought it was pretty badass that um, he had Tom Atkins in it. That that guy totally fucks. I love him. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, we'll revisit that. <laughs> <laughs> and he had Nancy Loomis he did, in it. Yeah, he fucked somebody a, a third of his age, I think. <laughs> oh yeah, I was. That was gonna be another point I touched on. But no, he had Nancy Loomis in it, and she yeah. is in Halloween. Right. And uh, she's also in a 1978 film called Sea Gypsies, and I just thought that was hilarious. She she played the Janet Lee's assistant, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I recognize her. But, yeah, I mean, other than that, when we talked about, you know, how I just said Tom Atkins fucks, I mean, you know, he's a horror VIP. He's been in, like, Night of the Creeps, Two Evil Eyes, My Bloody Valentine, and then, oddly, Halloween 3, which is the first Halloween movie that John Carpenter did not direct. But didn't you love that he's the one who fucks Jamie Lee Curtis? I, I don't think I loved it. Like, the randomness, because, like, you know, in Scream, they make the big deal of, she's the final girl. She's got to keep her virginity. That's, you know, the sin thing, the sin factor. And she's just jumping into a hitchhiker situation, drinking and fucking. And yeah, Jamie Lee's a big hoe bag in this, but, like, <laughs> her choices are, like, like, that guy? It's like, come on. It's one of those things where you really immediately are, like, has she been out with every guy that she's well, jumped she, into yeah. the car with? Well, she's like being all flirty, saying, this is the first time I've ever hitchhiked. And suddenly starts then, talking about another time when yeah, she hitchhiked. Yeah. This is the, the 13th day in a row I've hitchhiked, but it's my first time. Like, she's trying to play like an innocent little girl. It's bizarre. I, I, I found that whole, like, their dynamic completely off-putting, but... That's what I, I found... I don't know. I just loved how weird as fuck that dynamic was. I mean, it just felt like almost like a like a joke, the whole thing. I'd say that the theme of this movie is pervy guys hitting on younger women. Sure. Weatherman and, you know, radio chick Stevie. Yeah, that's, an, again, and it's it's sort of like... You know, it's John Carpenter wanting to make a tribute like movie to his new hot wife, you know? So Adrian Barbeau is his wife. Uh the 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 radio DJ girl. Is that and it's her first move her, her first lead role is this movie. Well he definitely wanted to make her sexy. She did a good job yeah, at that. Yeah, no. No, but she's like she was in a lot of stuff. she's also like one of those scream queens or whatever they call them, you know? I didn't know Adrian that. Adrian Barbeau, yeah. Yeah, she's in a few things, uh, but yeah, and yeah, and the weird like weird milk toast harassy uh, weather guy, who was always like basically you know obscene calling her <laughs> on the radio at the radio station. Not getting that she's doing the typical 
waitress, barista, sultry, whatever thing of this is my job. And then total regular voice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, to me, there is some stunning photography. Like this would make a great like travel video porn, you know, like thing for the coast of California, you know, if only it was a real town. Right. Yeah. They made up, but they, I mean, it was shot in California, you know, in a bunch of different places uh for that but other than that the editing's just bizarre in this movie like none of the scene to scene they don't connect all the time it's just jarring the jumps you know Mm -hmm. and it's these little vignettes that just cut off for no reason i found it very very hard to follow like on a narrative level did you you watch it um i i watched it on uh 3v which had the commercials, and I'll admit here, I I only remember watching The Fog like once prior, and I was obviously younger, and then I remember watching the remake, which shockingly isn't as bad as one would imagine. I mean, because obviously this was a pretty milquetoast film. But I was wondering, because there are commercials in mind, do you think that that added to the kind of jumpy vibe to it? No. No. No, I mean I knew that I saw it, I watched it on Tubi, but like no, no, just scene to scene. They they would jump from one set thing to another and I didn't it, I just felt it over and over again like there was no flow to this movie at all. Which I is mean, strange cuz Carpenter's usually pretty good at that stuff. It felt dashed off like like it was almost like a sketch of a movie, not I don't know. And the fact that I mean the the whole like fog effect was just so cheesy. I mean, I it know was, he was like, purposely I, I almost, going I, I, for that like overly like obvious ghost story vibe. Yeah, it starts with John Houseman reading a ghost story to a bunch of kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, also features an annoying little boy who says "Yes, ma'am," "Yes, sir" to everybody. He's like, "Shut the fuck up, you little twerp." I mean, I feel like <laughs> that, terrible. That's a terrible child in that horror cast. There's always an annoying ass kid. Yeah. Why wasn't he killed? Fuck. You know? And it just drives me I was crazy. really rooting for the fog at that moment. Like, please take please him. Please save my son. He's in the, he's alone. Yeah. This fog's going to get him. Jamie Lee Curtis rushing to him with her, you know, zaddy at that point. And yeah. it's like, dude, no, leave the kid alone. <laughs> yeah. Let him be on his own. He's the one who got the plank. I don't know what necessarily. Was it the centennial? Was it the plank? All of it was causing shit but he was fucking around and he found out well yeah the ghost enough. the go the 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 ghost the mariners were mad at the people that like killed them mm-hmm. so they come back and like take retribution and they use the same thing that um i don't know were, were they colonists who were originally there the original douchebags that killed them they used the fog to obviously lure them in and kill them. And now yeah. the so leprosy yeah, pirate just, ghosts use the fog against them. Yeah, which, yeah. It, yeah, this, this, this was a very silly movie. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it was almost meant to be. I hope so. Oh, prob- it probably was. But I it, mean, one but, doesn't have the like dialogue that they have and not expect it to be silly. 
But yeah, uh, yeah. The but the jarring cuts from scene to scene. I mean, well, down to back or back to the relationship between Jamie Lee Curtis and the old creep, whatever his name was. Uh, Nick. Right. He picks her up, and then yeah, the the windows are shot out, shot out, and the next scene they're in bed. I know. It, didn't it feel so jumpy? The next thing you know, they're investigating a boat, then bam, then they're and in suddenly, corners. yeah, she doesn't want to travel anymore. She's just going to be his 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 Stepford Stepford wife or Stepford girlfriend. Hey, everyone She's, needs that summer fling, fall fling. I forget I, when this is supposed to be. I don't know. I mean, I think that guy would fucking lock her up in in his like sex dungeon out in you know like in some ship, you know. And <laughs> enslave her forever. I mean, he's already traumatized her, so he he's got her stuck. Yeah, I mean, at first, you know, he picks her up, and they have that little exchange, and you think he's gonna like kill her or something. And but instead, he does worse. He starts a relationship with her. It's even worse. Well, what's weird is that like the very first thing he does is offer her a beer. Yeah, and here, she like has the like. This is my first time hitchhiking. I have to ask, are you weird? And he's yeah. just like, totally weird. And she's like, thank yeah. God. And it's like, oh my God, you two are going to fuck. Like, this is weird. Yeah, this is their witty repartee or whatever. It's, yeah, I don't know. I, I think John Carpenter just like got super stoned and like dashed off the screenplay in about five minutes. And then it's like, oh, it's time to shoot a movie. Like, you know, Halloween's a big hit. So we got to strike while the iron's hot, you know, and, and, and dash this thing out to the theaters. I thought that was a very fascinating <laughs> thing that this is what he followed Halloween up with. Yeah. Where it's like, whoa, like you just like you're king of slasher films and you did this next. Well, yeah. And even down to the, the, the soundtrack is just sounds like outtakes from Halloween. You yeah. know, it's just bits and pieces left, you know, Oh, here I got this shit left. So I'll plug this into, yeah, I, it's like, it just felt really like a quickie, like, you know, like, let's make money while they're paying us thing, you know? I mean, wouldn't you? I, I, I don't know. I've, <laughs> I've never had the chance, so I, I, I couldn't tell you what I'd do. I, I'd like to imagine that if I had the opportunity, I would also make the same fuck up there. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, and be like, you know, I'm just going to strike while, while the iron's hot. Please pay me more money. I'm a terrible communist. Yeah, what kind of communist are you? Yeah, I don't know what so, kind yeah, of okay, Jew are yeah. you? Uh, pff, there's all kinds of Jews, so, <laughs> and there's only one kind of communist. <laughs> and they're all like me; they're bad. They're, yeah, they're not communists. <laughs> <laughs> but I did find this one person who was really heavily like I, I found an article where they're like going to bat for this movie. Oh, is there a fa- so? Yeah, where's the? I'm sure there will be a Scout Tafoya video essay in about oh, five minutes. There are but, quite a few. Yeah, so uh, there are people that like this thing, yeah. and what's their? How do they explain that? They say <laughs> that it is a trend in John Carpenter movies, um, a theme where he always has, the past will always come back to haunt you. And that's it's like. Okay, that's overly simplistic, but thank that's you. That's so simplistic. <laughs> that's yeah. that's terrible. I know. And it's like, okay, I guess I can see that in the other movies, but that feels like a pretty common horror movie thing. 
that that's the theme of every other piece of art or literature you can name. Yeah, basically. The, the past coming back to haunt you. That's 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 a nothing. That's a nothing burger. <laughs> you know, this does have. You know, he has the epigraph from Edgar Allan Poe. You know, so you know where you're going. It's going to be a ghost story, and ha- there's going to be haunting. Speaking of Edgar Allan Poe, I couldn't recognize the uh, priest, Father Malone, until I looked at him up, and he's played Edgar Allan Poe before. <laughs> He's played many things. I mean, he's he was most famous for doing this one-man show as Mark Twain. He had a theater show for Oh, okay, Mark Twain got it. Yeah, he did a Mark Twain thing. Uh, but he's Hal Holbrook, yeah. Let's see what else do I know him from? He's done a lot oh, of stuff. A lot of shit. That's why I was He was he was uh, uh he was Atkins, deep a lot of He shit. was deep throat in uh, in the um That's what I know him all, from. All the President's Men. Got it. He was deep throat in that. That's that's a Notable one, uh, lots of stuff. Yeah, he's a, a lot of theater acting, but yeah. Um, oh, he was in, uh, in Sean Penn's movie Into the Wild. You know, based on the yeah about the the doofus who died in in Alaska. Mm-hmm. But I know that one fairly well because that's another one of the movies that I'm supposed to start being appreciative of. Uh, well, that you, you oh oh as the because of the, the marital therapy or the, yeah, the yeah. couples therapy. Uh, that's a good movie. It, it, it is. Um, who is he in that one? He was one of the, like the, old, I think I vaguely remember, he was like one of the kindly old people that helped the guy, you know, along the way. That, huh. it, well, that also, that movie uh, features, to my mind, like one of the only acceptable Vince Vaughn roles ever. Oh, yeah. And, Vince Vaughn is in it, and he doesn't suck. He's not an asshole bro for once. Yeah, he's I mean, just he didn't, a So he acted. He wasn't playing type. himself, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just like when they get drunk, and they're like, society. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's one of the big things like that. And him saying, uh, by him, I mean uh, Christopher McCandless, though we're going nowhere. Those are like the two lines I heavily yeah. remember. Yeah, if you look up Hal Holbrook, the, the Wikipedia page, there's a great picture of him performing as Twain. I mean, like, about like halfway down the page. <laughs> he does have that, like, I belong in horror movies look. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember who he is in uh, Into the Wild. He's the one who drives them to Alaska. Yeah. He's also in Creep Show. He was in Wall Street. He, he's been a lot. He was in a lot of stuff. I mean, this guy knows how to act, so I'll give it to him. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I see him as Twain. He's yeah. played Mark Twain longer than himself, according to NPR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a, he did it for decades. Yeah, this show. Uh, but he didn't have much to do in this movie except for stumble around drunkenly. I mean and that not like pay it, John Carpenter when he's like, "Can I get paid?" He's like, that, "Tomorrow." Yeah, I, I think the jarring editing started with that scene. So after John Carpenter leaves, there's like the, the big like the wall shaking. The movie, yeah. Suddenly uh, the radio is blast out of nowhere. Their radio is turned way up, and and there's a hole in the ceiling. You know, and that diary comes out as his grandpa's diary or whatever. I just like, I don't know it. It's not really a movie. It's more like a, like the haunted house ride in Disney World or something, you know? This movie. I think that's what he was going for. 
with the jolting like scenes where it was just kind of hopping all over the place and like everything randomly just like glass shattering and shit. I was kind of hoping that that was John Carpenter doing that purposely to freak us out. Yeah, yeah, like, I to know. Throw us off kilter. I think that's I think that's what it was the intent. But this movie's not scary. This <laughs> you is know, the story. were you scared? Were you no. ever scared in watching this movie? <laughs> this is the movie you tell. Like when you're hanging out with your friends around a campfire and everyone's just like, ooh, but also not actually scared. Right. Well, it starts with literally that. Exactly. John John Houseman, another classically trained actor, telling a bunch of children a ghost story. And, yeah, that's actually what you'd have to do. You'd have to tell it to children. And even the children these days would be like, that's bullshit. Yeah, so ooh, ooh, the fog is coming, and like it's glowing, it's like it's, it's radioactive fog. or something. Uh, and I was just la- like, even though Adrian Barbeau is doing her best to be terrified and stuff, I was I was just laughing at it. I think everybody's attempt to be terrified was, I, I don't know. I, I guess I would say best performances. Janet Lee, she did very good at just playing a normal human being. Yeah, <laughs> and. Yeah, I, I, I will give Tom Atkins at being a pervy guy who's suddenly doing good things decent. And by good things, I'd literally just mean, oh, let's go get the kid. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, because of Maybe because of the editing, none of the relationships in, these, in this movie made any sense to me, like how, how people knew each other. Like down to the Tom Atkinson, and he was all concerned about his friends on the, on the ship that disappeared. But then he didn't give a fuck. I, I did. I didn't get, and because there's just they're suddenly at the uh, at the harbor, and Jamie Lee Curtis is like, "What the fuck are we doing here?" And then then they're on the ship looking for the other ship. Uh, it, it all was just a bunch of disconnected scenes, and I I felt lost or in in an in an old outmoded expression at sea. You know, they used to say at sea mm. when like you're confused. <laughs> it's fitting for this movie. Yeah. Yes. That's I felt at sea the whole time, but not. I don't. It just didn't fucking work. Uh, I I have no problem with you know despite what Scout Tafoya accused like that I'm like so into like narrative or the text or whatever and I'm not, but when a movie sets up narrative expectations and then doesn't fulfill them that then there's a problem. Like this is not. I don't think this is set out to be like an like an abstract poetic art film. I mean, as you said, I mean, I think it set itself up to be, this is going to be a cheesy ghost story, like in the beginning. But then like, so then he didn't push like the humor enough, you know, it wasn't outrageous or anything. No, but then like, yeah, I guess I haven't been around campfires and told ghost stories often, but I don't think most people are going for the like, and this is the weird twist. I feel like everyone's trying to do their best to like make it as serious and as daunting as they're creatively able to do as a middle schooler. Right. You're supposed to go and then you plant some older kid and to, to jump out of the darkness and scare the little kids, right? Or something. Something Something's like supposed that. to happen, yeah. Or like there's howling. Something to or make it real. If you have a cool parent, they start like flickering the lights off and on or something. If yeah. If you're in a backyard, I don't know. It, 
And so, yeah, with that setup, the expectation is that then we're, the movie will be that story illustrated, kind of, you know? Mm-hmm. All the horrible things that happen because the ghost story with the children is the framing structure. Uh, but it, it doesn't, it sets up this expectation, but then it doesn't fulfill it at all. Mm-hmm. It just gives you a bunch of scenes and a bunch of, uh, you know, travel brochure glamour shots of California, the California coast. I would have to say that is what it did most for me. It's like, oh, now you want to go to California, right? <laughs> I actually kept thinking when I was looking at that like area, I was like, I'm not getting Northern California from here. I'm getting Oregon. But, well, it's yeah. probably somewhere on the edge, yeah. Like, I, I liked that aesthetic where I was like, I'd live there. Sure. I'd be into it. So if John Carpenter was trying to get me to do that, then he succeeded. Right. Uh, I, I, and the Hal Holbrook, the priest, is acting all cursed and stuff, and then he thinks that he's escaped, and then they're back. They're back for him at the very end. And, and I like, guess like whatever. If it's the ghost story thing, if that's your big shock jump moment, then that's it. Right, like yeah. six must die, and he's like, "Oh, he was spared," and then, bam! No, you're not. But even the like, their their fucking ghost pirate rules don't fucking really work because the one time the old creepy Tom w- w- Atkinson opens the door, and why the fuck isn't he killed? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's that's not right. I was really looking forward to him dying, him and the little kid. Those are the two kills that. I totally missed out on for this movie. You know, it would have been interesting like <laughs> to see Jamie Lee Curtis respond to a death like that, to be like, oh, shit, the guy by me is dead, because that would have been intriguing. Right, then she could be like the fucking hero she was from the ho- all the Halloween movies. She you know? could have taken charge. I think yeah. that would actually have given her... <laughs> God, let's try and... I'd say let's remake this movie, but they did it in 2005, and it wasn't much better. Oh, Okay. <laughs> What was there any differences in the like? Do you remember? I'd say more the new wrinkles in the, in the '05 one. So I get really bitched at when I sometimes like remakes better than the original films. Bitched at by who? You know, you it, have your like classic horror film people, and this is not a classic horror film. <laughs> I would say like it, it's classic <laughs> in terms of it happened a long time ago. <laughs> Classic and old is not the same thing. <laughs> like, I guess that's the closest I can get. But yeah, it's, it's from 1980, so it's 50 years, whatever, 40, four years or three years old. Same story, but I think the pacing is better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not a weird centennial thing going on. It's just... Why are they coming back in the... But it's still like the... It's the, a celebration. The, the zombie ghost mariners or... It's, it's the same thing, right? They come glowing. out of the fog and uh, yeah. with a hook. Um, I'd say they're not literally as like, they don't look just like pirates. People are just kind of more disappearing into the fog. That's why I like that on Wikipedia it says, not to be confused with The Mist. Uh, mm. Much, much better. Much better movie. Now that's a movie that made you be like, whoa, that ending. Yeah. 
I wouldn't have minded. Oh my god, can you imagine if the fog had that ending and it killed the kid? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that would have been good. <laughs> Let's do a remake. Let's do another remake. Some movies you could just keep remaking until they finally get it right. And we'll call it The Foggy Mist or The Misty Fog. <laughs> <laughs> like, if there's something huge that you... Do you think this movie could have been changed? Uh, I don't... Like, I saved don't, in any way. No, I don't. I think it, it was a bunch of mismatched parts. And at the center of it is a thing, like the the thing that's the killer is just patently ridiculous and silly. I mean, like, what are you considering the killer? Are you, are you considering the killer greed? The, the, the actual freaking pirates? What? No, the... the the effect of the fog coming in and these like shadowy creatures coming out of it, just the way I don't I don't know that you could make that effect good. I mean, the mist does does it much better, but like there's aliens and tentacles and stuff. Yeah, but you never really. Well, I guess at one scene you do see them quite literally, but I I like the misty intrigue whereas the fog it's immediately you just see like a guy with a hook banging at a door yeah 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 he's, he's like a bill collector or something yeah <laughs> he's there to serve you with a summons that would have been scarier <laughs> the bill yeah the tax collector there's a horror movie for you <laughs> you know somewhere out there there is probably a movie like that sure always is yeah it's the it's like this angry rogue IRS man who who who's sick of people like shirking their tax taxes and he's he's, he's taking revenge he's got a list it's like the anti Santa Claus that'll be great oh my God. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna get off this call and start writing that screenplay I'd watch <laughs> and you can make so many sequels it, it, it would last forever it would because <laughs> it would be like a perfect anthology show because each time is like his, like who he visits, you know what I mean? I mean, Their I think story. we just found like what you're going to do with the rest of your life. There's my Netflix, Amazon ser unlimited series. It's going to last for two decades. Oh, I, I'd watch the hell out of that. <laughs> <laughs> just each, you know, it'd be an anthology kind of thing. Each time it's yeah, new. The, <laughs> the bill has come due. <laughs> time, time to pay. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Guy in an ill-fitting suit, you know, <laughs> <laughs> an angry bureaucrat. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I was a screenwriter, is there any screenwriters out there? It's here. It's my gift to you. Go, go nuts. I don't write screenplays, so it's not going to happen. Uh, if only. We'll, we'll we'll see if anyone listening to this does. I I've been. Asked is there anyone out there in the mist? <laughs> Anyone in the, in the fog? fog? <laughs> Anyone who wants to write about angry bureaucrats? It's a, it's a, that's a valid question for our, our uh, podcast, if, if there's anybody out there. Well, that really is actually just in general. Anybody out there. But now I'm just thinking about a scene that... Click, click. Is this thing on? <laughs> you can't. 
you know, vibe with because you didn't finish it is a really great moment in Titanic when they're like, hello, is there anybody out there? Oh, they're sending an SOS? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're in the, oh my God, lifeboat, and they're circling back to see if anyone actually survived in the water. Well, I I am going... Uh, after uh, after in a couple hours, I'm going to see a movie with Leo Can- DiCaprio that's much 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 better than. Oh, I want to see it too. If you're talking about Flowers of the Killer Moon, I already I, I saw it once. I'm seeing it again with McNaughton this afternoon. It's really good. Oh, uh, I want to see that. See, first it, I'm seeing Halloween on Friday. The original. I found out that my niece has never seen it. Oh, like, where are they showing oh. that? Logan or Logan. Yeah. And I was like, you know, she's also never been to, like, Logan Theater. And I was like, you know oh. what? You're at that age. We need to start exposing you to some fun shit. Well, if you guys get bored, I'm I'm bartending this Friday, and uh, we're doing costumes. We're going to be in costume. Oh, what are you going to dress as? Well, you have to show up. and it's kind of, kind of Please dress like a haunted pirate. Do it. No, not a pirate. But, no, you'll have to come in. They're nine to close at the Rainbow Friday. I, I, I really wish you did Instagram still. We, we need a picture. Sorry. I guess I'll maybe just have somebody to show. Will t- That's right. This is another argument for doing things in real life. Yeah. I know. No, I have to. Uh, I think I, I've talked to a few people. I think the solution is I got to I got to I got to hire somebody to just do it for me. Would you so, really find it like worth it? I don't know. Uh, it depends on how much it is and depends on, you know, like I mean, but that's that's what that's what people do that can't in my position they can't stand it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's only for it's only to make money. It's the only reason to do it. See, so. yeah, that's why I can't imagine it being worth it for me because, like, for you, it makes more sense because you're a it's visual artwork. artist. Yeah, yeah. Check out like on the uh, it was really nice. Uh, my friend Catherine posted she does the. Uh, Instagram for Wormhole, and they they put up my painting that I did there. And that was nice. There's I love Wormhole. Yeah, she's a she's a, a regular at the Rainbow. See, I think yeah. I actually I think they follow me also. Wormhole. Yeah, let me check. Oh, cool. Yes, we follow each other. Look at that. You're for, you're besties. Yeah, and I see your artwork. What up? Good for you, artist spotlight. Yeah, they, yeah, they even they hung the uh, they hung that painting like right by the cash register where the you did a painting of the DeLorean. Mm-hmm. Yep, I have that. Yeah, I still have that one. Oh, dude, that's lit. <laughs> and then I did I did another one. I've been going in there Sundays before my uh, bartending shift and doing paintings. I yeah. dig that. Now so, I want to go do wormhole instead of doing anything else this weekend. <laughs> Why? What else? What, so you got Halloween. What else you got going on? Eh, just Halloween shit. Boring stuff with friends. You have like a party friends. to go? Parties or like a... Oh, no. I, I've graduated beyond parties, oh, thankfully. look at you. More just, I don't know. We call them kickbacks, hangouts, whatever. Like oh. we just do kind of movie marathons. But you know what? I can postpone my screamathon. See? Yeah, I am that adult already. I'm willing to postpone a screamathon. 
Are you going to have a costume? No. No costumes for you? I don't know the last time I wore a costume. Me neither. Actually, like what, what this, uh, why this all started, the, the rainbow, like the costume thing is I was talking to my doorman last Sunday and we were talking about like, well, should we do it? Because he's the doorman on Fridays too. And uh, he asked me if I was going to put on, do a costume. And then we got the other bartender to, to be in on it. But uh, yeah, I haven't dressed up in, I don't know, almost a decade, probably. It was one of, when I was with my ex, she was really into, who I lived with in, in Beverly, she was really into costumes. So I was a creepy priest, I think, the last one, uh, like a, de- like, like, with white skin and stuff, you know? It worked, like, I'd, I'd grown, my, my beard was pretty big, it worked. It's a pretty good one. Uh, there was one I looked up from 2009 from the uh, Rainbow Calendar when I, I had uh, one of the, the clown masks from uh, from the Bat from the Dark Knight. You know the robbery at the beginning of the Dark Knight mm-hmm. where all the clowns robbed the bank. So I had one of those and I drove my cab in it like all night on Halloween. Scared I'm sure the shit people love the scared, fuck out of it. They scared, They were so scared. I mean, if you're <laughs> drunk enough, you find it hilarious. Otherwise, uh, Here, I'll send. I think I see. You sent me a picture of that, but it then, did yeah, hit me did. the last time I wore a costume, and it was yeah. like a Halloween thing. Yeah. I dressed up as Joan Jet. I did a pretty damn good job at it. Yeah, too. yeah. I'll send you a picture. <laughs> yeah. Did you cut your hair, or like, did you have a wig or something? <laughs> I cut my hair. Yeah. We all make mistakes. So like Joan Jett, like that's short. Like yeah. she has, she always has short hair. <laughs> wow. Like I said, we all make mistakes. You went all the way. You were like, you were, um. I was going through a stage method, in life. Method acting that shit. <laughs> now I just need to find the picture. See, that has now gone to the point where it's like, I, I, the fog was nice. Let me find the picture of me dressed as Joan Jett. <laughs> <laughs> we're, yeah, well, we're on to more, more. Important issues. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, there's actually a picture. It's funny because Belent is in the picture, but he and I are not dating yet. I'm with him and... Uh. Oh, I got it. The one without him. Dear God, okay. this is a terrible focus picture because this did was he, taken with he? a cell phone back in 2010. Mm. Right. Okay. Emailing it to Dimitri. <laughs> As a response to your T-shirt, right? But yeah, yeah, there was a there's a pretty good uh, photo booth picture of me and my friend Tracy at the Rainbow Club with me and, and my clown mask on and, and my Ray Bans over the clown mask. I feel like there are better pictures than this. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm okay. sure I'll get the idea, but. Yeah, no, my friend was determined this is my friend Peter who sucks at acting and will never listen to this podcast so I could trash him all day long. He's not really my friend anymore, so that makes it even better. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's it's just like with, with, with time. But no, uh, he, he, he yeah. swears he looks just like Dan Aykroyd and I just don't. He dressed as a blues brother. Oh. You'll see in the picture. So, 
I'm trying to think of like the worst thing I ever dressed as though for Halloween. I know one time that like I didn't try at all was like yeah. when Belent and I started dating. Yeah. It was like height hipster era and it was only like a couple of years later. We just decided to dress up as Kristen Stewart and uh, Robert Pattinson. Oh, from from Twilight? Yeah, but we decided just to dress up as them, not the Twilight character, oh, so that was I very see. low maintenance. Yeah. yeah. It didn't differ too much from how we already dressed. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to send you, let, let's see, uh, let me see this picture first. This is the best. We're just like, we've given up on the fog. We're just sending <laughs> Halloween pictures back and forth to each other. Yeah. No, I'll say, I, I think I sent you the, the, the full size uh, scan of that logo, but I'll, I'll send it again. Sounds like, good. For the, the t-shirt logo. Yeah. I, I think it was the, I think it was the right one. I guess bringing back to the fog bed is a thing where you can't really dress like any character in the fog except if you just decide to wear a long hook. Yeah, yeah, arms. you'd have to get a bunch of like fuzzy, like whatever, like something to represent the fog, like you know, filler from like a pil pillow stuffing or something, just and with a hook around you, and then just a hook, a hook coming out of it. Yeah, yeah. that would be the closest. Unless you could dress as like Adrian Barbeau in a really tight like uh, plaid shirt showing off your boobs. I don't know. Wear like a <laughs> name tag that says whatever Jamie Lee Curtis's name was and just carry a beer and say, yeah. I don't want to go to I, yeah. Vancouver anymore. Yeah, I don't even remember her name. She was just like the... She was there. <laughs> it was one of those things where... It almost makes you wonder, like, obviously with casting, did they cast her first or Janet Lee first? Because you know that that definitely was a purposeful thing. Sure, yeah. So it's like, who did they, like, really want there? Were they like, oh, we really want her as the slutty hitchhiker and let's yeah. include Mommy? Or was it vice versa and be like, Mommy's already in the picture. Who should we have as a slutty hitchhiker? I know. Well, it, I, I imagine Jamie Lee Curtis came first because she was, you know, the star of Halloween right before. So he probably dragged mom into it. <laughs> it was an interesting thing. I watched a documentary. I've already told you this before, but that's actually the only reason she was cast in Halloween. Um, she was an unknown actress who's on like a TV show. But uh, John Carpenter was like, oh, that's Janet Lee's act, uh, mother, uh, daughter. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Mother, daughter, whatever. Well, uh, yeah, as They're we were related. talking before, in the in the part that you're not going to share with the audience, it's yeah, these these fam family relationships are really complicated. So they really are, <laughs> and that's Complex, the fun part. Multi layered. Yeah, I I'm not sharing that part. <laughs> so people uh, just well, be like, "What's wrong with the family dynamic in Mallory's life?" And it's like. Well, they, they'll have to knew. sign up for the Patreon or whatever, bribe you with, with money or gifts to, to get you to reveal all the stuff that gets left on the cutting room floor from these conversations. I actually really <laughs> want to start doing that with textual healing just because there have been some yeah. really great outtakes recently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. I'll have to ask this author because they did the best off-the-record recording to me. 
and oh, they yeah. sent it to me uh, with two different uh, things that like, can you splice this together and put it? Mm. Yeah. Cause they're like, I fucked up the last line and mm-hmm. here's the last line and hopefully you can get it together. So I was like waiting very like, when's the fuck up going to come? And then suddenly I just hear fuck. And I was uh. like, okay, there's, there's our fuck up. Okay. <laughs> And then just going into a rambling, like, what just went wrong? And Mallory, I'm just going to do this here. Like, I want people to hear the the author addressing yeah. me. Oh, yeah. Mallory, will you please splice this together? I, I've been recording this for 16 times. That's funny that, I mean, it's it's so easy now to edit stuff. Like, you know, like, all the, if, if you have a Mac, you have GarageBand, and there's all these other free programs to cut, you know, splice to cut out a piece you don't like and put in another one. It's so easy now. But like <laughs> I also had to make you hear the MP3 of the fuck <laughs> because it's one of those things where like this is a very serious good story and then you see your fuck. You're yeah. like what? <laughs> it was a good moment. I wish I could have just kept it in. Yeah I've been uh, I just posted the third third episode of this conversation I've been having with a friend of mine, which is there's some serious shit. It's about her childhood and there's Oh, I remember you sent me that one, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. But we record two of the three are recorded in bars, so there's all kinds of ambient noise and stuff. So they're super imperfect recordings, but in those I have to go back through and uh take out people's names, you know? Mm-hmm. For privacy stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've, I've been having to do some editing lately. Audio editing. So yeah, when is fun. when is textual healing come back? Is it coming back? Yeah, Saturday. Oh, the triumphant return of textual healing. Yeah, I just wasn't updating it while I was in Egypt, <laughs> but I, I've had the recordings. Oh okay. Yeah, it's just one of those. I don't feel like it. Right. I'm, you didn't want it to be part of your. Your enchanted honeymoon weeks abroad. <laughs> you know, it's one of those, if I was even able to. I mean, it, it, it was kind of a situation I think you would have enjoyed because Wi-Fi and data were very hard to get. <laughs> I would have enjoyed that because there's less access to the Internet. Le- less access to that, yeah. I mean, y- you could watch TV maybe. Uh. In Austria, obviously, that was... Just chill as fuck. That wasn't an issue. How long were you in Austria for? Uh, maybe a little longer than twenty four hours. Oh, okay. It was just like a layover. Yeah, I mean, we didn't have to spend the night, but that was like, you know, let's see. You've always wanted to try real strudel. I know my priorities. They're weird. You could have gone and seen uh, the the Tower of Babel painting. That's one of those. Is there the Bre- the Bruegel painting of the Tower of Babel? Where is that? At the, I think it's at the, what's it called? The Kunsthistorische Museum. It's like the big art museum in Vienna. Hmm. We mainly were in Vienna at night because, one, oh. um, the flight out of Cairo was ridiculous. We got um, delayed for four hours, and then we were stuck on the tarmac for an hour. As someone who has anxiety issues, that was not fun. Yeah. 
Like, once you're on the tarmac, like, if you're delayed, you get to walk around and whatever. But when you're on the plane, it's just like, I need to get out of this shit. Yeah. Yeah. And because it was a regional flight, I know Cairo to Austria is a regional flight. Mm. How long of a flight was that? Four hours. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's not bad. Shit's fairly close to each other once you go. Yeah. Yeah. But a smaller plane, me having to be basically be stuck on Belent. You know how it is with those little planes. <laughs> I I haven't been on too many uh, uh, little planes. How small was it? Uh, you know what? You're asking the wrong person. Meanwhile, like if I go on a flight anytime, Boo knows the exact make of each plane. <laughs> I know he's that guy. Sure. So, like, he'll even warn me before we get on the plane where he's like, just put your AirPods on. They're not going to have a TV or get used to being in a smaller space. And I'm like, whatever. Hmm. But no, in Egypt, uh, Wi-Fi data, very hard. So I was not going to be able to maintain social media. That's why Caleb Bethay did social media for Malvin House. And uh, Claire Hopple was the one who actually... Got all the stories from Malvin House. Yeah. Yeah. But I take over again soon. <laughs> oh, I, th- I thought that was forever. I remember you telling me about that, but we were talking about like uh, uh, outsourcing stuff. There is someone who would like to jump in on it around yeah. Christmas. So I'm just like, okay, maybe I'll just experiment with me doing it for a while again. and then Which like, part? The story? The story and the uh, social media. And I was like, you yeah. want to do both? Okay. Yeah. I mean, the thing for me, me in social media is I have an archive of like thousands of images. You know, like people, they could cycle through for like months and years, you know, never, never get through it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, I think that'd actually be really cool if you had someone who's devoted to doing your Instagram because I think you would get really good sales. I guess, uh, I mean, I wasn't able to do it because it dro- just drove me crazy, but. What you need is that person who knows how to do, like, those, like, buzzwords in your captions and shit. Yeah, and the story, and, and it was actually that person from Wormhole that told me that, like, you know, hashtags are kind of like old school, like, they don't do that. It's all about the, these stories, you know? Oh, people are all that's about what stories. People, yeah, that's that's what people respond to now and then you like at someone in the story or you post a link in the story and yeah i got some you know i got some responses from that when i was on there but like yeah it's just it was driving me batshit i I could not do it i couldn't hang (laughs) (laughs) couldn't do it no no not at all but you were doing a fun job people liked your that horror cast uh once (laughs) I think it, I got a lot of people saying how awesome it was because uh, I had the That Horrorcast Instagram linked to my Facebook. Oh, yeah. So everyone was just like, that's really cool. And finally someone was like, is someone else doing it? Because you did clarify <laughs> <laughs> that at one point before Mallory was probably born. Yeah. So finally someone yeah. was like, is someone else handling that? And I was like, yes, someone else. It's not me. <laughs> where I even had to do a post where I was like, 
if it's the infinite loop, I posted. If it's the finite loop, it yeah, was someone else. My my little joke about the finite loop, yeah. Like, there you go. Those are your differences. What you missed in Vienna. Thank you. <laughs> the Tower of Babel, yeah. Oh, that would have been great to see. I have a, I have a tattoo of that on, on me, or, or like a, a, my own version. But, yeah, I have a tattoo of that. Okay, you know that, like, since you stated that, I'm going to be staring at you awkwardly next time we see each other. I'll, I'll show it to you. It's, it's, you know, yeah. You know, it's, it's not on my crotch or anything. Well, that would be an odd where area yeah. to put it. Like, check yeah. out my Tower of Babel. Oh. Yeah. No, no, it's it 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 it's on my chest. Okay, so it's not one that I would see staring at you awkwardly. No, no, you no. I'd have I'd have to pull my shirt off a little bit to show it. But yeah. yeah. Well, that wouldn't be at all weird. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Yeah. See, I want to get a new tattoo soon. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. <coughs> what will it be? Do you know? I have a thing where I like to commemorate every cool event in my life. So I'd like to get the Eye of Horus. I think it'd be mm. cool. See, it's better than when people get couple tattoos. One, because I know Boo would never get one for me. And two, no? I think <clears throat> Boo would never let a needle touch him. Oh. Yeah. Why? Is he afraid of them? Boo is a very squeamish individual, yes. <laughs> As you can imagine, this interest of mine, he's just like, he's dealing with it, but... Yeah. Oh, the tattoos? Oh, no, uh, the oh. horror movies. He's squeamish. Oh, horror, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's scared. Did he watch The Fog with you? No. No, no. No. He was, he was in the other room with a, with a pillow over his head, <laughs> hiding from the fog. Uh, he, he even walked in a few times while I was watching it, and he was like, "What? what is this? He, he too, also obviously didn't feel that this was a scary one. Yeah. <laughs> Th- this wasn't one that qualified as a sign that he would be squeamish about. Yeah. But he uh, did comment. He was like, damn, Jamie Lee acting the hoe? Yeah. I was like, yeah. Right. She's taking a departure from her typical character. <laughs> It was fun watching her pound beers and being skanky yeah. and yeah. with a guy twice her age. You like that? <laughs> I like people stepping out of what their traditional, oh, this is who they are in every movie. Yeah, and, and her choice is like this like he- heavy set pockmarked goon. <laughs> to be fair, can you find a single good looking guy in that town? No, there wasn't too many. Uh, mm. They've got, uh, I guess, yeah, the, they had the, the one... hottest chicks ever. Well, sure. <laughs> Sean Carpenter I... did that shit on purpose. Probably. There's the one guy, the one guy that wasn't a, f- a fat drunk on the on the ship that all the people died. The, there was the one guy. Uh, he was kind of young, with the curly hair. Okay. To be fair, your s- statement right there was he was young, so therefore better looking. Well, sure. I guess that's all they had. That's the other thing is, yeah, they were all old. All the men were old in this town, in in this world. And all the women were young, except for uh, Janet Lee. Yeah. (laughs) Well, no, but well, now that you said it was John Carpenter, he was like a young guy in the movie. That (laughs) is true. 
<laughs> he he could have gotten some, but no, he he was a disappointed guy who didn't get paid, and he had to walk away. And he said he was going to be paid the next day. You know, <laughs> that's a real horror story right there. Because when he probably showed up the next day, he was like, "The fuck is this guy with my paycheck?" That's right. Instead, there's a fog that's killing. Sorry, the the guy that's going to pay me is now dead. Yeah, it'd be like someone decapitated him. Yeah. And then he probably his that's the horror story is. A guy is just trying to show up for a paycheck, and then he's going to be investigated because he decapitated his boss. Everyone H- thinks. How's this fucker going to sign my check when he doesn't even have a head? You know, like, this will be that. This will go back into my screenplay about the the angry IRS agent. You know, like, it really that, that could be a scene from that movie, that amazing series or movie. That'd be a good <laughs> sequel, actually. <laughs> Somebody get John Carpenter to make a sequel. Yeah, that that'll be another thing. Yeah, I could have is that like he's there to, you know, get his payment, but he'll he can walk in on like crime scenes or like suicides or something. And then he'll get blamed for it because who the fuck else like does the but rest it, of the town know, or they the just, anger, like there's scary fog. Yeah, the anger will just grow and grow because he's not getting his payments that he's there for. It'll like just be I, seething with rage. Yeah, yeah, like, I did the job. Where is my money? That's right. This is going to be the greatest hero in movie history. I <laughs> the think angry bureaucrat. <laughs> and then I want to see him somehow steal Jamie Lee. Like, you know, get her as his love right. interest. I feel like that wouldn't be hard. Yeah, if I, yeah. like, what would we do in, like, you know, whatever. There's no fog, too, I, I assume. But, like... I don't think this this one had any any sequels like no. that would show the breakup between Tom Atkinson and Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, how would they go their separate ways? Well, eventually, I think she would just hitchhike again. Yeah, unless it would be time to move on to go back to her hoe bag ways. Unless Mr. <laughs> Bennett, aka John Carpenter, strolls by and she's just like, he seems weirder. Yeah. And maybe he's like driving, and she's like, "Hey, I need I need a ride." Yeah, it 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 can be like the end of Henry. Ooh. Where like you know, what's her face goes with him, you know, and they they're supposed to go off into the sunset, but that doesn't end up working out as as she'd hoped. I'd watch <laughs> that. <laughs> if only we had. Like, you'd have to have a whole new cast of sexier people, since obviously everyone is now very, very old or dead. <laughs> I went, uh, I saw a, a couple of movies at the Chicago International Film Festival, and they have this, like, you know, the promo slideshow before from, you know, previous, previous festivals and stuff, and there's a picture of Michael Rooker, you know, the star of Henry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was in town for a few years back for some anniversary showing of Henry. And uh, I spotted myself in the back, like obscured, but in the background of the, he took a selfie at, at the river East with all these fans crowding around him. And I, I'm in the back. I, I can see myself in the background of it. Cause I was just out of the frame. That's very cool. Yeah, because I met John. John invited me to come, so I was there with him. What is your backstory with John? How did you guys meet? Um, We met through this. So he's friends with this artist named Tony Fitzpatrick. 
and I was driving Tony around in the cab. Like I was basically his personal chauffeur for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, so we met through him. Did he uh, like hop into the car and you handed him a beer and you guys just hung <laughs> out? Yeah, exactly. No, I would take them to, they would have me like, they would go have dinner at like cool places like in the West Loop and stuff. Like a, a bunch of them. And I got to know him then. And then, so then he found out about, about my, then my book was coming at my first hack was coming out and he optioned it like right when it came out. When did they stop seeing you as driver and start seeing you as friend? Uh, depends on which of them you, uh, you're talking about. Let's go with John. <laughs> he, he seems to be your current. So yeah, let's go John. Yeah. He's a, he, he's a friend. I was, I was never John's driver specifically, you know? Yeah. And John drives so he doesn't. He doesn't really need a driver. Ooh, that's how you know that you are a friend. He doesn't need you. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. With with Tony, it was it was, diff- it was otherwise. <laughs> it went a different way, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. We cool yeah we relationship. We've been friends ever since. Yeah, like for a while, like when he's really working on the the hack TV show, like he wrote screenplays. And so we would meet up. There's uh, yeah. Why didn't that happen? I would have watched. So mysteries of Hollywood. It got, it made the rounds. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Try again. They seem to be making anything these days. (laughs) uh, I'm not, it's, it's not my show. You know, (laughs) I'm, I'm not the creator of it. Tell John to try again. They seem to be making everything <laughs> these days. He's busy. He, he he works on stuff all the time. Oh. John does. He's working on screenplays and stuff. Also, well, I was going to make him seem old, but it's one of those, he doesn't really have to earn a reputation as much anymore. Like, he's already done really good. Yeah, but, he won't, you know, he's a creative person. He wants to make stuff. <laughs> That's what it's about. It's It's not about, like whatever, being famous or what have you. Is there any way we can get him to make The Fog (laughs) 2? Well, pay him. (laughs) Do you have have a pile of money? I don't know how much it would even cost to bribe someone, let alone pay them to make that movie. Look, like the last movie he made, The Harvest, that was like 10 years ago. Uh, it was financed basically by one guy, this like rich man, put together like the money to make that go, and like his girlfriend was in it and stuff. And that was one of the conditions. Got uh, love weird conditions like that. Yeah. So that's all. Uh, all it takes basically is like a pile of money. <laughs> Let's like start a Kickstarter or a GoFundMe. <laughs> You want that, or do you want your like IRS one? Mm, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. None, none of this shit is gonna happen. <laughs> if only you watch the shit well, that I randomly well. am told to watch. No, I know. I'm, most of the stuff that airs is just utter garbage, and I wonder who agreed to it. But uh, you also have it, it's got to be a bunch of relationship of people who play well with others, and in the case of. 
me and John, we're we're not the best at it. You know, <laughs> neither of us. I can see that. Yeah. Not, not well, I don't ask- know John, but I, I can yeah. see that with you. <laughs> oh, no, no. He. I, I, Do you to bond yeah. over that? Oh, sure. Yeah, that's probably one of the reasons we're friends. <laughs> yeah. Like, we hate everybody else, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's how I have one friend, that we literally started talking shit about yeah. one other person. So yeah. That's all it takes. Like, would we hate the same things? This works. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well. I feel like we don't have much else to say about the fog except for we, the fact We've that done it. We, we, we're going to recede into the fog. Uh, I think, so, I'm out of town in two weeks, so do you want to record something next week? Uh, Are we free next week? The schedule next week now that I don't have my family going crazy on my ass. I... I'm only busy on the first. What day of the week is the first? Is that Wednesday? Wednesday, maybe Tuesday. On Halloween. On Halloween. What do you want to do? I want to do this movie called The Signal. It's from 2007. I don't know if you've seen this movie. It's kind of a low-budget movie, and it's three stories, but they're like. They're all about, there's a signal that comes from, like, the TV and other kind of, like, devices, and it, it causes mass hysteria. What year is it? 2007. Okay, yes, there are several movies called The Signal. Yeah, I know, there are. It should say that it's, like, in it, there's three stories. I don't think anybody in it is, like, very well known. Let me see if I can, I'll pull it up, too. I'm seeing, it's on Tubi, so. Is it? Yeah. Yes, 2007 horror film written and directed by David Bruckner, Dan Bush, and Jacob Gentry. Okay. No, that's the one. Low Have budget. you seen that? No. Yeah, it's, re- it's really pretty cool. And what made me think of it is it's another one of these things, kind of like, like The Fog, where, you know, the, the monster is not really, a, you know, a living being. It's, a, it's a, like a, something in the environment. It's a thing. It's an entity. I don't know. Is it the past coming back to haunt them? Perhaps. (laughs) 